I just want to say thanks again to GrowthDay.com for sponsoring this podcast. GrowthDay is a number one self-improvement system. It has all the tools, motivational classes, and life coaching you need to fulfill your potential. If you love journaling, tracking your habits, setting goals, and learning from inspiring motivational speakers and wellness coaches, then you'll love GrowthDay. I teach on GrowthDay every month, and I love to see you on the app. Go to GrowthDay.com for a free trial. Join 300,000 people making self-improvement a way of life. Visit growthday.com to start your new life with a free trial today. Hey, what's up? This is Trent Shelton. Some people know me as an author, as a speaker, as an athlete. Some people know me as the guy whose videos pop up in their social media feeds. But at the end of the day, I'm simply a man on a mission. I want to help you transform your life using the exact tools I use to transform mine. I won't say I have all the answers, but I will do everything I can to help you find yours. My goal isn't to reach millions. My goal is to reach you. Welcome to Straight Up. Let's get it. Hey, yo, Straight Up family. Welcome to today's episode. My name is Trent Sheldon. If you're new, I appreciate you. Whoever sent you here, whether it was me or a friend, Tell your friend thank you if they sent you in for the first time. Uh, first timers, do know you can connect with me at, at Trent Shelton on Instagram and at Trent Shelton Podcast. That's the podcast page. So make sure you go there, ask your questions, give feedback, all the stuff. And we're always sharing stories from you guys on that page, okay? Today's episode is something that I've never talked about. And today's episode is a lot of teaching, y'all. This is not an emotional episode, a motivational episode. This is very tactical because you need this if you're going to level up your life. You need this if you're going to be successful. You need this if you're going to become legendary. You're saying, Trent, what do I need? You need to know how to bring out the best in other people. Some of us are professionals that bring out the worst. I've been there, <laughs> right? We, we good at bringing out the worst in people. But my question is, do you know how to bring out the best in people? This is something that, that I, I don't like to say I always have gifts, right? But this is a gift of mine. People tell me this all the time. I say, Trent, man, when you get around something, you make it better. When you get around these kids, you bring out the best. And when you get around environments, you bring out the best. Some of you know because you support me in here, I try to bring out the best in people. And they've always asked me, like, how do you do that? So today, I'm going to give you five straight up Trent Shelton common sense ways to help you bring out the best in other people because it's necessary. Whether it's your friends that you care about, your family that you love, your coworkers, I'm not sure if you love them or not, but you should still want them to thrive and you should still want them to succeed. And so I want to give you some strategies that I know have worked in my life and I want to give these to you. Before we jump all the way in, I want to ask you this question and I want you to be real with yourself. Like, I don't want you, oh, Trent, I'm great, I'm great. Like, be real with yourself. The question I got for you is this, and I asked myself this question a while ago, probably like a year ago, and it really changed my perspective on some things. It made me change some things in my life. What type of soil are you? And some of you might be confused, right? You're like, Trent, what type of soil do I have? I don't know. Let me go outside and check. No, I didn't say what type of soil do you have? <laughs> what type of soil are you? We know soil is the most important thing in the garden to produce growth, right? We know that. Well, guess what? It's the same in life, right? Soil is the most important thing in life to produce growth. And I'm not talking about producing your own growth. I'm talking about producing growth in those around you, those that encounter you, 
those that come into your presence, those that indulge your energy, right? Those that come in your vicinity, like what happens when people get around you? Okay, what type of soil do you have? Do you have great soil? Do you have good soil? Do you have bad soil? We do know this, bad soil doesn't produce good fruit. Hello, I know I'm talking to somebody right now. When you look around your life and you see bad fruit, it might be because your soil ain't good. That's not always the case, but it might be because of that. When you look around your life and you see goodness around your life, you see other people better, you see people thriving around you, it might be because you have great soil. Okay, and the visual the visualization that I want to give you right now is picture everything that you encounter in your life. Your kids, your friends, your whatever as seeds. Okay, as seeds, your coworkers as seeds. The people that you coach as seeds, the people that you encounter at the grocery store as seeds. Okay? And you are the soil. So when the seed is planted in the soil, aka they get around you, aka they talk to you, have conversations with you, aka etc., right? When that seed comes into your soil, your life, your energy, your character, what happens to that seed? Does that seed grow to produce good fruit? Does that seed get better when they're around you? Does that seed change their mindset in a positive way when they encounter you? Or is it the opposite? Right? Do you make their word worse instead of better? Right? Do you make their attitude worse instead of better when they get around you? Do they see you as an example of what not to do instead of an example to, to do the right thing? So I, wanna, I want you to think about that as we go through this episode of what type of soil am I? And again, great soil produces great fruit. So when you look around your life and you see great fruit, it's probably because you have some great soil in your life. And I just, this past weekend, uh, the 14U team, 707 Tristan's team that I helped coach, we just won a championship. We won a major championship. And I had people come up to me after and says, like, it's like, you know what to do with these kids. You know, it's like, this is your first time coaching them, but they take to you so well. Because I was coaching defense. It's like, you just know how to bring out the best in other people. And these kids, especially, they listen to you. And it's because of these five things. It's like, man, they responded to you so well. It's because of these five things. It's not just with the kids. I understand how to bring out the best in people. So if you're ready, let's get right into this. Number one, okay, you have to be a real model. I didn't necessarily say role model. We can put slash role model. But sometimes a role model means you're playing a role. And sometimes we got to play roles. I get that, right? We got to play the role of this and that and depending on the situation. But let's just stick with this. You got to be a real model. If you want to bring out the best in others, start with the mirror, and the question that I ask that I, that I want to put on your heart right now and ask you that I've asked myself is, can they see it in you? Can they see it in you? Those kids I just talked about, they can see it in me. They know that I'm about the elite lifestyle. I'm not just preaching for them to be elite. They can see elite in me. Can they see it in you? It starts with the mirror. The problem that I see so many times is that we're trying to Tell somebody what to do. We're trying to be a model, but in all actuality, we're modeling what not to do, if that makes sense, right? We're trying to tell people what to do, but they can't see it in us. We're trying to tell people to, to become better, and they don't see us becoming better. We're trying to tell people don't settle, and they see us settling. We're trying to tell people to believe, and they don't see any belief in us. So it starts with the mirror. You have to be a real model. You say, Trent, like, how do, how do I do that? Well, two things I want to talk about, Okay. Number one is positive persuasion, okay? How do you persuade people? Now, there's negative persuasion. There's persuasion where we lie, persuasion where, especially on social media, we live this filter lifestyle. I'm not talking about that persuasion. I'm talking about positive persuasion, PP, not PM, but like PP, right? Positive persuasion. Let your life persuade. Let your life be the example. It's not always your words, that persuade people more often than not it's your lifestyle that does you see your actions bring value to your words see a lot of us think we have to talk ourselves we have to talk others into persuading them no we let our life and our actions do the talking force okay so number one positive persuasion let your life persuade 
what you're trying to help someone become. So with my athletes, they see me working hard. They see me, my intensity. They see how I prepare. Tristan, I'm going to talk about Tristan a lot today because he's the person that I really want to bring out the best. One of the people that, I, that I'm really dedicated, obviously he's my son, to bringing out the best. <clears throat> Tristan sees how I operate every single day. So when I tell him something, he believes it. He knows it because he sees his daddy do it. He don't have to question, is it real? Because my positive persuasion, a.k.a. my actions, have shown him that it's real. I'm a real model, not a perfect model. I show him the downs. He's seen me be depressed. He's seen me cry. He's seen me go through it, but he's seen his dad bounce back. He's seen his dad get knocked down, but he sees his dad get right back up. Right? So he's able to see it. So I'm not telling you to be a perfect model. Be a real one. I had a conversation with a kid on the sideline. He was crying. I said, man, I remember when I would cry on the sideline because there's so much pressure, right? And he looked at me and said, man, you cry? Like, his whole mood changed. Instead of me being that coach, I'll stop crying. He looked at me. His whole mood changed. He's like, wow. And I was able to be able to persuade him to say, hey, this is just a moment. This moment doesn't define you. You're greater than this moment. Let's pick ourselves up and let's move forward because I showed him vulnerability, right? So part of being a role model it's showing that vulnerability. It's showing that real you, not necessarily the perfect you. The second thing I want to talk about is this. Be the influence, okay? I know in this world we talk about all the time, you are an influencer. You're damn right. I don't care if you don't want the title or not. You are influencing people some way, somehow in which you do. You are contagious, as I love to say. You are contagious, so when someone is around you, if you want to bring out the best in others, can they, can they catch the best from you? You know what I mean? Like, if you want to bring out the best in others, you have to be the best within yourself. Can they catch it from you? What's the mindset that they're going to catch from you? What's the energy that they're going to catch from you? What's the character that they're going to catch from you? What's the accountability they're going to catch from you? What's the integrity they're going to catch from you? Because you are contagious. You know, so be the influence. You be the example. You be the leader. And that's how you become a great influence is that, man, this person is actually trying their best to live what they preach. I can see it in them. So number one, if you want to bring out the best in others, be a real model. Okay? If you're a real model, hit me up on IG right now. Say, Trent, I'm a real model. I'm going to be a real model. Number two. Be an understander, okay? Be an understander. And I'm a, I don't even know if understander is a word, but it's a Trent word. So if it is, I don't know, but I just made it up. Be an understander. <laughs> what's, AKA, what does that mean? What's their spark type? I'm, I'm an athlete. I still consider myself one. In my whole athletic career, it was all about having you know, different coaches. And what makes a great coach, it's not just their scheme. It's not just their X's and O's, but it's understanding each player's spark type, which means like, how do you communicate in a way to create their spark? And we're going to talk about communication next. How can I make this person tick? What makes them tick, right? What makes them excited, what makes them, you know, um, what makes them uh, motivated? What makes them inspired? The best coaches in the world, they know their players. The best parents in the world, they know their kids because they are understander. And it's very important to know what, how, what moves a person. Very important. It reminds me, um, I'm going to talk a lot about coaching because I think this is a perfect for me, a perfect example to show you like how to bring out the best in other people. Um, it was, it was uh, probably maybe two years ago, and I'm gonna make this story short. But Tristan was playing ball, right? And Tristan, obviously, I know Tristan. I know his spark type, and he was making some mistakes. So I pulled him to the sideline, and I gave it to him. I said, "Hey, man, you playing soft." You know, I say, you playing soft. That's not how we play. You running from the smoke. Now, we don't run from the smoke. We are the smoke. You bring it. Stop receiving and you go be, be the bringer of bringing, bringing that energy. It's like I, I call it to, I tell them all the time. Be the bringer. You bringing the energy. You bringing the intensity. We ain't receiving nothing. 
Now, you ain't the receiver. Even though you're a wide receiver, we bring in the energy, okay? And so Tristan responded well because I know it's spark type, and Tristan started bringing the energy, right? So then another kid that same game was playing soft. So I bring him to the sideline. I'm like, hey, bro. I talk to my players like, hey, you need you playing soft. Like, you getting it brought to you. You need to bring the energy. And as soon as I said that, I started seeing them, them eyes water. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I started seeing a slow tear just drip down the face. I'm like, gosh. I said, man, I broke my golden rule. I haven't took time to understand. Because this kid was new. I haven't took time to understand how this kid responds, how this kid receives communication. For you listening to me right now, if you want to bring out the best in other people, you have to understand how that person receives communication because everybody doesn't receive the communication the same way. If you want to be a great communicator, one of the foundational principles is understanding how people receive communication. And this kid is starting to cry. His mother's looking at me in the stands like mama bear. And I'm like, gosh, I got to hear it after. And sure enough, I did. He's like, why'd you make my baby cry? And so I had to break it down. And I understood. I started talking to her mother. I understood how his mother, how she received communication. And, you know, it ended up being good. And so I ended up getting the best out of that kid because I understood, okay, he doesn't respond to like Tristan, right? I got to kind of dial it back and I got to, have a different approach. And I found that approach, I found out his spark type, right? His spark type was different than Tristan and I was able to get the best out of him. So in being an understand, I want to talk about this real quick. There's three levels deep of communication. I'm obsessed with communication. I need to start teaching on it more. If you don't know, I'm very obsessed with communication, AKA connection. How do you connect with people? Because if you don't connect with them, you're never going to bring out the best in them. Three levels deep of communication, okay? The first level is what a lot of people are at is that they hear. And you know this. Let me just, let me start off by saying this. Every human being wants to be heard, seen, and valued. They want to feel like they, they matter, okay? If you can make a person feel and know that they matter to you, whew, you will open up the gates, to be able to bring out the best in them. The problem is we live in a a very impatient world. We live in a very selfish world that nobody wants to take the time to understand the human being that they're trying to bring out the best in others because a lot of times you're not trying to bring out the best in them. You're trying to get something out of them for yourself. And that's the wrong way to go about things. But if you're truly committed to bringing out the best in them, you have to understand three levels deep of communication. So number one is here, okay? Most people... Here, well, not number one, but most people start here, right? They hear and they are hearing to reply. They're hearing, but they're not really engaged, right? They're on their phone and thinking about something else. And this person is telling you something important. And the most, the, 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 the worst thing that you can do in a conversation is show a person that you're not interested in what they're saying. And most people are here. And if you're a coach, if you're a teacher, if you're a parent, if you're not, We'll get to, I want to skip. If you're just hearing, then it's going to be hard to break through to that person that's telling you how they feel or telling you some type of information. The second level is listening. A lot of people are here, right? They listen, but they're not fully present. They're not in a place where they're fully engaged in the human being that's speaking to them. So they're listening, but they're probably still thinking about, okay, what do I want to say next? Or, okay, what's the point that I want to prove? Or, or, or what's my rebuttal to this? And they're thinking in their head about their rebuttal and literally they're disrespecting the person that's communicating with them by not being fully present, which is the last level of connection, which is understanding, right? An understander doesn't, isn't there in a the conversation just to reply Oftentimes, they don't reply. They allow the person to be able to speak how they feel. An understander is asking questions. Have you ever seen an interview, by the way? I know this is random. It just came to my my head. But, like, the worst interviewers on podcasts, and I know this because I deal with it sometimes, is, like, they have these (laughs) questions. If you do this, change it. This is so random, by the way. But they have these, like, they ask questions 
that they have all these questions predetermined and like you're talking about something deep and it's a perfect alley-oop for them to ask about what you're talking about, but they're so locked in the next question. They, they ask a question about some random and I'm, I'm like, dang, did you not just hear what I talked about? Some emotional, you just went to a whole random other question and a lot of people, it's not their fault, but they don't understand how to ask the right questions. Right. Because if you're trying to understand somebody or understand what they're saying, you're going to ask questions. And so even with my athletes, even with the people that I coach, et cetera, people in my life, people that I care about, and love that I want to bring out the best in them. I'm asking them questions because I'm trying to understand, because the more I understand, the more I can create change in their life, the more I can understand their spark type, the more I can persuade them in a positive way, the more I can push them. If I understand, oh, this makes them move. OK, cool. Let me do this to make them move. OK, this is how they receive com- communication. OK, cool. Let me communicate with them like this. OK, this is how they're motivated because I took the time to understand them. OK, cool. I can I can I can understand my employees or or my coworkers or my friends. I can know what, when they're going through something because, OK, this is why they're sad today, because I understand they're dealing with something in their life. Oh, this is why they're not operating because they're they going through something. And so you have to become legendary at being an understanding, understanding what is their spark type. Build the connection. Okay, build the connection. And how do you build connection? You are present. Be present. The magic question I've talked about a lot is how can I be more present? If you can ask yourself that question in moments of communication, it will make you legendary as a communicator. How can I be more present in this moment? How can I make this person feel heard, seen, or valued, okay? So number two, be an understander. Understand what is their spark type because everybody ain't got the same spark type. Number three, okay, communicate with their potential. Now, there's a lot of people in this world. Potential is an awesome thing, but potential is hardly met. If you want to bring out the best in others, You can't just be okay with them living with their potential. Everybody in this world is living with their potential. Everybody has the potential to be great. Everybody has the potential to to take it to the next level. Everybody has the potential to change, but everybody doesn't do it. Right? So you got to sit there and ask yourself, how can I help them not just live with their potential, but actually live in their potential? I'm going to give you two ways to do this, okay? Simple. Number one, and most people get number one wrong. Speak to their highest self. I'm going to take my time with this one. Hey, yo, what up, y'all? I am excited to share this with you. I could sing a song right now. Like, I could do backflips right now. I can do all of that. The Straight Up Podcast is now a part of the Growth Day Podcast Network. You heard it right. I told you this year I am not playing. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world, impact to the world, purpose to the world, and to support shows and brands that we believe in. That's why I'm a part of Growth Day. It's all about impact. And guess what? One of my friends is a part of this network, and I need you to go subscribe to his show. His name is Brendan Bruchard. I know y'all know Brendan. If you don't know Brendan, you're about to know Brendan. Go subscribe to Motivation with Brendan. Brendan is a thought leader changer. He is an OG in this space. He's helped my life so much. I could talk about Brendan for three hours. Just go listen, and I promise you, your life will never be the same. Again, it's called Motivation with Brendan. Go subscribe today and watch how your life is impacted. Hey, you. Here's something that you might not know about me. I am an Airbnb host. I first started hosting on Airbnb about two years ago. I have a cabin called Protect Your Peace Cabin in Broken Bow, Oklahoma, and it's magical. Just imagine waking up to the fresh scent of pine in the air from the trees, right in the middle of the woods. You have a jacuzzi. We have a fire pit that makes great conversations at night, a grill. And guess what? Even in the morning, you can catch a few deer in the backyard. I spent so much time making this cabin the perfect escape for me and my family to unwind and fully relax. But truth is, I only use it a few times a year. But now, with Airbnb, I'm making good use of my space all year round and earning extra cash at the same time. Let me tell you my top three reasons on why I love hosting on Airbnb. Number one, it brings extra income. 
I love sharing my home with friends and guests, and now I can get paid to do so. Number two, beautiful memories. When people reach out and tell me how much they enjoyed their stay and had a great trip, I love being a part of it. It's the best feeling to me. And number three, it's easy. Even with my busy schedule as an entrepreneur and speaker, I can still make time to be an Airbnb host. I can't think of a better business idea that just takes a few hours a week to manage. And now with my book tour coming up, I'm thinking to put my regular home on Airbnb too so I can host guests while I'm on the road for a month or so. A lot of people don't even realize they may have an Airbnb of their own right under their noses. They may even overcomplicate it. You can Airbnb your place or your spare room even if you're out of town for a few days or for a few weeks. So whether you have an investment property or extra bedrooms in your home, hosting on Airbnb is a great way to earn extra income. Next time you're planning a trip or want to share those extra spaces, consider hosting on Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That's airbnb.com slash host to find out how much your home is worth. Speak to their highest self. Sometimes when we're trying to bring out the best in other people, we think that belittling them is the best way to get them to respond. Now, some people respond to that, but most people don't. You got to start speaking to the king in that man, the king in that boy, the king in that young man. You got to start speaking to their highest self. You got to start speaking to the potential because this world already is reminding them that they ain't enough. This world already is reminding them that they're a mistake. This world is already trying to beat them down and kick them and kick them while they down. If you want to bring out the best in somebody, you have to open up their mind to possibilities that they might not even know exist. My life changed with rehab time and speaking, when somebody came into my life and saw something in me I didn't see in myself, it wasn't even on my radar to do this. But they saw it in me. They saw the gift in me. And they pulled me to the side and said, Trent, you don't, you don't say much. But when you speak, you say a lot. And I know it because I'm around people that have gifts in communication and you got it. And I was like, what? You got it. He saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. He planted a seed in me. He was good soil. I was the seed. He was good soil by just speaking to my higher self. Now look at rehab time. Now look what I'm doing. Because somebody spoke to my higher self. He could have tore me down. He could have said I wasn't enough. He could have have had that uh, opinion on me. But he spoke to my higher self. Speak to the queen in that woman. Speak to the queen in that little girl. And watch how they shift, watch how they change. Speak to that person higher self. Speak to their potential so they can meet their potential. So their potential doesn't stay a stranger for the rest of their life, but we're always telling people what they're doing wrong. And I get reality. I get telling people, you know, certain things that are true they need to correct. But if it's always speaking to the their lowest self, always speaking to the lesser version of themselves, they're never going to believe that they're greater. If it's always, if the the only time you're communicating is you're communicating when they're doing something wrong. Even as parents with kids, if all we're telling our kids, uh, all we're communicating is when they're doing wrong and we're never really communicating when they're doing right, then they're not going to allow us to bring out the best in them. We're not going to be a a real model to them because they're not going to feel understood. And I'll even take it a step further in this scenario. Like some of us, like with energy levels, and this is just a sidebar, With energy levels, a lot of us, we will sit here and speak to the lower version of somebody with all the energy in the world. We will yell, we will raise our voice, but then when it's somebody higher self, meaning they do something right, they do something good, they make a change, we we don't even acknowledge it most times, or it's like, okay, good job. Energy speaks, y'all. Energy speaks, so if you want to bring out the best in the person, you got to communicate with their higher self. Try it. It doesn't mean that you ignore the reality of where they at, but you got to show them where they can be if they're ever going to become it. Do you feel me? Speak to their highest self. Because there's a person, not just in my communication life as a speaker, but even in my football life, my coach spoke to my higher self. He said, Trent, I've been in the NFL. You have what it takes. You're not there yet, but there's something inside you that I see that you got. And for four years, he spoke to my highest self. He, impl- oh man. Oh man. 
thanks, Coach Jack. He he planted a seed of greatness inside of me. He watered that seed. He was good soil to my life. And the result of being good soil is that I made my NFL dreams come true with his help and God's grace. Number two, okay, when it comes to communicating with their potential. So you're not lost here. Number one is a role, be a real model. Number two is be an understander. Number three is communicate with their potential. So we're under this umbrella with communicating with their potential. The first thing under this was speak to their highest self. Number two, okay, in this communicating with their potential, architect their confidence. Okay, write this down. Architect their confidence. And so what do you mean by this trend? Architect their confidence. To put it in a trend term, set up something every single day. For this person, if you can, maybe it's every single week, even for yourself, where you architect confidence. So for, for my life, like this cold plunge thing, like I know it's like a, the, the new thing now. I've been doing cold plunges for sports since I was probably 10 years old. It wasn't a mindset thing for him. It was just like my body hurts. They say getting a cold plunge to recover. Cool. But now it's more of a mindset thing for me. Obviously recovery too, but there's so many benefits holistically. So what I do almost every single day and it's never comfortable, it's never easy, but I know if I do something that's hard, if I do something I don't want to do, if I do something that's uncomfortable and I conquer that, then I'm going to gain confidence from that. And so I literally set up my day to go do a task that I know I'm going to be 100%, uh, have 100% completion rate at, unless I just don't do it. All I got to do is jump in the, in the cold plunge. I sit there and guess what? Confidence is going to come from that. I'm going to get a, a boost of dopamine. I'm going to get a boost of high self-esteem. I'm going to feel good about myself because I did something hard. I did something uncomfortable. So that's how one of the ways that I architect confidence every single day to build my confidence. Confidence is doing something hard, overcoming something that might not be something you want to do, but you still do it, right? You build that that contagiousness throughout your life of belief. Belief is a part of confidence, okay? The more you believe, the more confident you will become. So how does this relate into architecting confidence with those you want to bring the best out of? I got to talk about Tristan, okay? And Tristan will be talking about a lot in this episode because as I said before, he's just, right now, I'm in the moment of really focusing on him and bringing out the best in him to help his dreams come true. He's a beast, by the way, and I'm super proud of him. Basketball used to be his sport. He took time off from basketball and, um, he wasn't too good at it, right, at the time. He took time off. He wanted to put focus on football, other sports. Cool. I'm with it. And so he started to shoot when he came back to basketball. And obviously, you know, if you don't do something a lot, especially in sports and basketball, you're probably going to lose your, you lose your rhythm, lose your touch in that sport or in that craft. And so he's shooting at these games and he's airballing, <laughs> like literally, like, you know, the crowds are airball, airball. And I feel bad for him, but I'm laughing because it's a part of sports. If you can't take it, like, like sports ain't for you. And so I said, okay, I got to work with Tris. Because what happened was once he airballed a few shots, he lost his confidence. And then he stopped shooting open shots and he started to travel. He started to do all these other things. So I said, okay, this is what we're going to do, bro. We're going to get a gym membership. And he was down for this. I said, we're going to get a gym membership. And before school, you're going to go work out with me. And we're going to spend 40, 45 minutes at least three times a week, and we just going to shoot. We're going to go into the gym. You want to become better? You got to just be spend time in the gym. And so we go here uh, three times a week for 45 minutes, and the first, the probably the first 10, maybe first four or five times, Tristan's still shooting pretty bad, right? Still airballing. He'll make a shot here and there. But I want you to hear me when I say this because this is the whole point of this message. Even when he was airballing in there, you know what I told Tristan? Keep shooting, you a shooter. He kind of looked at me at first like, I just keep shooting, you a shooter. Airball a shot, keep shooting, you a shooter. Miss a shot, keep shooting, you a shooter. I said, shooter, shoot. I don't want you to ever think because of Mr. May's shot, you not him. Keep shooting. And I kept telling him this over and over and over. We kept getting in the gym, having this repetition. Keep shooting, you a shooter. Keep shooting, you a shooter. You know what happened at about day by workout number six, he started shooting, and I seen his confidence change because he believed it. And he started shooting threes, and it was shoo, shoo, shoo. That's my best sound of like a swish. Nothing but net. Hit five, six, seven in a row. One day he hit 10 in a row. Literally within six, six workouts, almost two weeks. Because he believed at that moment he was a shooter. 
That was me architecting his confidence, and it was me speaking to his highest self. I could easily say, bro, come on, man, stop shooting. You airball two shots. Let's take it home. You ain't a shooter. Nah, you a shooter. You miss or make, you a shooter. You got to believe it. You legendary. Mistake, failure, succeed, don't matter. You legendary. You got to believe that. That's a part of architecting confidence. That's a part of speaking to someone's highest self. You communicate with their potential. And I promise you, if you continue to communicate with their potential and they can see it in you, they can see that you care, they can see that you're a real model, they can see that you really understand them, they will eventually, over time, walk into their potential and live in their potential, if that makes sense to you. So number three, communicate with their potential. Number four, be their lighthouse, okay? If you want to bring out the best in people, you have to be the go-to form. Now, I'm not telling you to lose yourself and, you know, always be, like, I'm not telling you to be taken advantage of. I'm not telling you to be on call all the time, right? Don't take that from this because I believe in protecting your peace, as you know. But you got to be their go-to. You got to be the person that they, that they look at for inspiration, that they look at for the example. You have to be the lighthouse. What's a lighthouse? A lighthouse, obviously, from my knowledge, is it helps a ship at sea be able to know where they're at at times, right? Maybe they're lost. A lighthouse lets you know, okay, maybe this is by the shore. Here I'm at, right? A lighthouse illuminates the darkness of the sea, of the water. A lighthouse is a point that will guide you to a certain place. It reminds me, I'm gonna tell you a quick story. When I was in Fiji and, you know, we did jet skis and usually with jet skis, like in most of these islands, they don't let you go out like past a certain time because it gets dark in the sea, in the ocean. So we're in Fiji and I had this awesome idea. Maybe I'll post the, I'll actually post the video so y'all can see it. But I had this whole protect your peace idea of like, man, this would be a dope shot. And they're like, hey, there's this sandbar in the middle of an ocean. It's like secluded. Nobody goes out there, but we know where it's at. It was two guys. And it's like, but man, you know, it's about to be sunset and we can't take y'all out there because it's too late. I said, man, no, it is a perfect time. I said, what can we do? And he saw the cameras. because I had some, my camera people with me. It's like, man, if you just take pictures of us while we're out there, like, we'll take y'all out there. We'll go against the rules. I'm like, bet. So we go out there with our camera equipment. Like, I'm nervous, too, because I told my friend, like, hey, if it drops in the water, I'll, I'll buy you another one. Another one. So I'm like, please don't drop in the water. So we go out there on these jet skis um, for sunset. Man, it was the dopest visual. We had the drone out there. Like, protect your peace one-on-one. The sunset in Fiji in the middle of the ocean. Like, probably one of my best shots ever. And what we didn't realize, though, was that we got to drive back. It was about it took us about 10, 15 minutes to get to this spot on jet skis. We didn't realize that we got to drive back. So as we're driving back, the sun is setting. And, you know, I want to get one more picture on the jet ski. Like, oh, man, the sun set. Give me a picture. Then it hit me. I said, we about to drive back. At nighttime, darkness in the middle of this ocean. I know for sure this ocean got sharks because I went scuba diving and I seen them. So I'm like, Lord Jesus, help me. I'm like, man, we got to go. So it got wavy. If you ever rode jet skis on waves, it is very scary at times. It's fun, but at nighttime, it's scary. And all I could think about was sharks. I like, it's sharks all around us, even though I was, it might not have been true, but that was my mindset. And I was like, man, where are we at? And I've trusted the guides, obviously. But I'm like, man, I don't know these dudes. These dudes might try to set us up. They got they, they got their pictures. So we drive. And I'm like, man, I don't think we're going the right way. Because in, in the ocean at night, you don't know where you're going. I didn't have my compass, right? I wasn't an experienced sailor. And so the only thing that saved my, <laughs> my that, that stopped my worry was... They had this huge cruise ship that I remember seeing on the way out there. And what do I see in the distance? I see the cruise ship. I see the big cruise ship. I see the lights. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I know we're going the right way because I thought I was about to be lost at sea and dead. I thought I was about to be shark food. I tell you that story because that ship was my lighthouse. That ship was my guide. At that moment, that ship was my safety. That ship was my comfort. Are you that for the people that you're trying to bring the best out of? Are you their guide? 
Are you their comfort? Are you their safety? And you might be asking, how can I elevate being a lighthouse? Two things. Number one, public praise. You know, as a coach, um, as people, like, we're good. You know, I see it in sports all the time with, with parents. You know, we're so good at, at publicly shaming our kids. And sometimes they need it. Um, I, I might not use the word shame, but even publicly correcting our kids or just people in general, right? We're so good at that. We're so good at this isn't right, do this and that. Like, we're so good with that energy. But oftentimes we're not good, as I said earlier, with matching that energy with public, with public praise. You know, I like to say put people on a platform or put people on a podium where you shine the light on them, right? Around other people on social media, you shine the light. You know, maybe you, you, you tell people, man, I'm so proud of such and such in your stories. Or you go in their comments and say, man, I'm so proud of, of you. Or you share with other people publicly, man, this person right here is doing so great. You know, when you do that, you become more of a lighthouse in their life because now you have shined a light on them that they probably have never got a light shine on their life before in that matter or that fashion. Okay, number two, is be their growth support, right? Be the person that helps them grow. Be the person that challenges them. Be the person that corrects them in a, in a, in a positive way. Be the person that helps them stand up. Be the person that has their back, right? Be their growth support. Be the person that they can depend on when they can't depend on anybody, okay? So number four, be their lighthouse. Number five, as we wrap this up, I know this is a long episode today, but I hope you're still with me. Number five. Last but not least, okay, how to bring out the best in others is you got to release them, okay? Maybe it's your, your coworker, maybe it's your trainee, maybe it's your kids, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's an athlete that you coach. At some point, you got to release them. At some point, you got to give them the permission to be great. You know, with Tris, when I train him, there comes a point where I just go let him do it himself. So even with the basketball story earlier, there came a point in the gym where I wasn't in there no more. I said, hey, you know the routine. You know you're a shooter. You and your friends are in here because he inspired his friends to come join. I said, you go handle this. You go do it. I'm releasing you to be great. I'm releasing you to hold yourself accountable. I'm releasing you to believe in yourself and to let you know this is not just daddy making you be great. This is Tristan making you be great. And it's the same in your situation with the people you're trying to be the best out, bring the best out of because sometimes they think, oh, it's just because this person's helped me, that's why I'm great. You got to release them to help them build confidence. So number one, let them grow without you, okay? Let them grow without you. Like take the training wheels off and let them grow without you because if they're always dependent on you, they're never going to build the confidence inside of themselves to believe that, they are capable of doing great things without you. And number two, let them prove it to themselves because that's how they'll build the ultimate confidence and that's how they'll be, be the best they can be. And also, that's how they'll, they'll duplicate this with other people, right? That's how it'll go from you inspiring them to them inspiring other people. And last but not least, as a bonus, as we wrap today up, just love and care for them, man. At the end of the day, if you don't do any of this, just love and care for them. When somebody feels loved and cared about, it's almost like it gives them permission to be their best selves. When somebody knows that they're loved, it's like it gives them freedom. It reminds me of the Kobe story. And I want to get too in-depth in this, but Kobe told this story. And he said, you know, he was struggling in basketball when he was like 12 years old. He was terrible, actually. Believe it or not, he was terrible. And he said the thing that changed for him to bring out the best within himself was that his parents said, we love and care about you whether you score one point or you score 100. And he said that was the permission he needed to be able to go be great because maybe in his mind, I'm an athlete. I've been here where you kind of you kind of predicate your worth on your performance, the worth of how people feel about you. Oh, my, my parents only love me when I'm scoring this or when I'm scoring touchdowns or doing that. And it's a lie that we often tell ourselves. And so Kobe was like, man, I'm good. Whether I score one point or 85, I know that I'm loved. I tell Tristan this all the time. I told him that yesterday in this game. I said, bro, 
I obviously want you to be the best you can be on that field. I'm going to hold you accountable to bring, bring an effort. But do know, win or lose, good game, bad game, I'm just damn proud of you, and I love you regardless. So my love for you isn't about you winning defense and MVP. Isn't about you beasting on the field. Of course, that's extra credit. I love it. My love for you is solidified, regardless of what happens on that field. And I've seen it in Tristan. It's like he has this freedom now to play just for the love of because he knows his parents' love isn't determined about how he shows up on the field. You know, he's love regardless. So I wanted to share that with y'all, man. I hope this episode helped. I know this episode was super long. I know it's a little bit different than other ones, but I wanted to give you guys some teaching things that can really help you bring out the best in other people because if you learn how to bring out the best in other people, you will live a legendary life. So let's just re- recap this. Number one, be a real model. Number two, be an understander. Okay, number three, communicate with their potential. Number four, be their lighthouse. Number five, release them. Let me know on Instagram, at Trent Shelton Podcast, at Trent Shelton, which one of these spoke to you? Maybe it's one of them. Maybe it's all of you. All of them. Which one of these that you want to work more of? More. Um, which one of these touched your heart? Which one of these that you want to work at more? Should I say? Um, let me know. Okay. And I'll probably do a live sometime about this. So I appreciate you. I love you. Like I always tell you, it all starts with you. If it's on your heart, share this with somebody. Share it with your team. Share it with a coach. Share it with a teacher. Share it with the world. Share it with a stranger. Share it. Because that's how we reach more people, and you will become a hero in their life. It's rehab time. Let's get it. Straight up. Protect my peace. See, the more I climb, I still protect my peace. And the more you seek, you must protect your peace. Cause the more you'll find, so protect your peace. I clear my mind and I protect my peace. See, the more I climb, I still protect my peace. And the more you seek, you must protect your peace. Cause the more you'll find, so protect your peace. Yeah, look, through life struggles, all we seeking is peace. It's in my head and my belief. Most of us feel the same, but it's something that's hard to reach. Not a subject they don't teach, and it's deeper than just sitting with a drink by the beach. Cause I'm learning in life. Ooh. It's keeping calm when adversity strikes. It's when you working and you earning your stripes. It's showing love. That's a word to my haters. I deal with life by slowing down out in nature. Taking walks on my own. Talk to God. And yes, Lord, I thank you. It's when you can't find many reasons, but you still being grateful. Might be viewing it wrong. Stop making peace such a heavy thing. Start looking within, try loving everything. And I protect my peace. See, the more I climb, I still protect my peace. And the more you seek, you must protect your peace. Cause the more you'll find, so protect your peace. I clear my mind and I protect my peace. See, the more I climb, I still protect my peace. And the more you seek, you must protect your peace. Cause the more you'll find, so protect your peace. The world might try to take it, your job might try to take it, your girl might try to take it, but God always embracing your flaws and your pain and your hurt. Protect your peace, but it's gonna take us some work, cause what I'm knowing now, it's not always about speeding up, sometimes we gotta slow it down, everything that's going up eventually is going down. Embrace it all, ain't no secrets To me, finding joy in the darkness That's what peace is So we can run or just acknowledge the storm I don't trip, cause this will pass Keeping calm in the storm Knowing on the other side The sun rays bring a blessing So hold on to your faith and please protect it I clear my mind and I protect my peace See, the more I climb, I still protect my peace And the more you seek, you must protect your peace Cause the more you'll find, so protect your peace I clear my mind and I protect my Peace. See, the more I climb, I still protect my peace. And the more you seek, you must protect your peace. Cause the more you'll find, so protect your peace. Hey. I want to make sure you got my phone number. Like, for real, for real. No kidding. Did you even know that I have a community text number? And if you don't, where have you been? So go ahead, take out your pen and paper, take out your phone, and write this number down. My phone number is 817-242-2719. Yep, I'm going to repeat it for you. 817-242-2719. People always ask, Trent, 
How did you get that community text number? How does it work? Well, today's your lucky day. Go to community.com and go get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using texting. People just text you at the number. They're added to the group. And then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. Like you already know, I text out podcast links, random things about life. I text out surprises, all the things that I don't post anywhere else except my rehabber text community. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly to you. And guess what? Now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your number. They'll give you a 10-digit real phone number. Not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than just a number, y'all. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS texting. This means you can actually manage your text links from your community and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts at certain times to certain groups. It even comes with auto-replies, so many things. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your phone number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for just that. So go to check them out at community.com. That's community.com. Let's get it. Hey, you, I got a question for you. Are you trying to build your community online this year? If not, you should. Without the rehabbers across the world, there will be no trend show in the rehab time. Everyone in business is talking about the power of community because when you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so does your sales. But where is everyone managing their communities these days? A lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content, create discussions, live streams, group chats, memberships, all under your own brand. And what's cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or a Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked or unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has its 14-day trial free just for you. Go to circle.so. Imagine being able to manage your community, start chat groups and live classes, accept payments all in one place. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. Let's get it.